If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys obviously a massive part of as well i do make sure to leave a five star review if you can that'd be amazing with a comment as well and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond enjoy this new episode it's a banger if i do say so myself i would say that though but genuinely enjoy Hello there, welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's great to have you here. It's not just me this week, obviously. Uh, My man, Ian Chambers. What's up, baby? I'm back, baby. Never left. I've just been sitting in this chair all week waiting to come back. Literally sat in the same position. He's that committed to the show. He's he's binned off everything else. This is all that matters now. That's it, that's it. Um, but here, obviously, you know, Ian, on the show, mate, we we talked about getting guests on. We we wanted to get people kind of like involved with this thing, and there is no better guest than our first on this new season, this new setup. He's the man with a plan. He's a caster. He's a commentator. He's a presenter, and all round handsome. Devil. Oh. We love this guy. Oh. Uh, 11 2Ks of the show, baby. What's up, man? Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up? Look, I'm going to be honest, yeah. This is like, I'm in a position where I'm like here with two of like my favorite people. And so it's like, <laughs> just no, nothing can really go wrong from here. Do you know what I mean? So whatever, whatever happens now, I'm, I'm good that. with it. I'm good with it. I guess I guess the question is now, um, do we split the room tonight? Or are we going to um, just kind of like, one of us pay for it this time? <laughs> um, I, I agree guys, this time. I agree. I agree. Can I just say, like, listen, yeah, yeah. I, I've been working in esports. I mean, relatively, in comparison to you, Sav, like you've been working in esports for like 10 years, right? I've been in broadcast for, for roughly the same amount of time, but getting into esports over the last two, two and a half years. And Levin is, is one, I couldn't believe it. When I first started working with this guy, right? I'm thinking he must be somewhere around my age, right? Because <laughs> number one, he's very articulate. He's, um, he's very honest, humble, modest. He's got all of the, the traits that I look for in a good man, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking, how old is he? And, and, and Levin, just, just for anybody watching this or listening, because you've got, you've got fans and, and listeners and an audience from different sectors now. How old are you, Lev? I am somewhat unbelievably 19, just 19 years of age. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody ever believes it. It's, uh, I love it. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Mate, do you know, I think, I think, I think it says a lot there that you've, you've come on, you've, you've done so much so, so quickly. It's like, it's incredible, man. Cause this, cause it's, it's a, it's a tricky business, but you've, you've gone to the top so quick. I mean, where did it, where, where did it all begin for you? Like what was, what was your kind of like, you know, at 19, uh, where where was your kind of your gaming entry point? Where was the first kind of game you ever played and stuff? Gaming entry point? Well, 
I'm gonna have to kick it back a long time. Like I had, you know, like obviously you're gonna say like the PS, the PS3. No, like <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I can't kick it back as far as you, maybe. But like I remember playing like my PS2 and stuff like that, and you know, I had games there, and I was just always into games. You know, I was always into games, and you know, growing up where I grew up, everyone's like playing FIFA and stuff. So like you, you're just forced to play games, otherwise, you know, you can barely fit in, right? But you know, even beyond that, I started to take it a bit more like a bit further, do you know what I mean? Like people be playing Call of Duty, but I'd want to play Counter-Strike because it was just a bit more hardcore, you know, uh, a bit more difficult. Yeah. So uh, I guess that was really it for me. Like I'm really competitive. Like I'm I'm really, really competitive. I don't like losing. I like feeling like I'm the best. I like feeling like I'm, you know, I like feeling like no one can stop me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's that's where, you know, gaming really pulled me in because it was a place where I felt like I could do that. Um, but then in terms of like getting into esports, I think it would be, it would be Call of Duty, right? Cause you know, you have, you know, MLG and they have a bunch of events and stuff like that. But then I was like, I want more. And then Counter-Strike really attracted me and the esports stuff in Counter-Strike is crazy. Like, uh, it's absolutely massive and it's, it's been going on for years. Yeah. So yeah, I think from there, that's when I started getting into esports. But when I got into esports, I had like no ambition of, you know, being a broadcaster or being a presenter or doing anything like that. It was just like, I just want to be good at games, you know? It's cool, isn't it, Sav? Because like, we've spoke about it before. Like when, you, when you're when you a gamer and you love video games and, and it sounds like Lev, probably in a similar way that me and Sav did when we were growing up, that you dug a little deeper than, and, and you, you, you scratched deeper than the surface of video gaming because you wanted to get more involved within it. And then when you find the esports industry, the esports world, it's like, oh my word, there's so much for me to do here. There's so much for me to get stuck into. And here you are now, 19 years old. You are one of the lead commentators for FNCS. You're a massive United fan, and I know you're very much involved with the United stand. United. We'll get to that. United. Oh, no, you're both United fans. Oh, man. Yeah, of course. Oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go deep very shortly. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll, get, into, we'll get into that in, in a little bit. But just tell us how we got into Fortnite. So Fortnite's a weird one because... I had two friends at school because Fortnite came out while I was still in secondary school. Yeah, while I was still, when I was in like around year 11, I think. And I had two friends who were really on it, like from the get-go. And they were like, you know, Daniel, come back and play, come back and play. And I, I, at that point, I'd actually taken a break from gaming as a whole. Like I just wasn't playing anything. I don't know what I was doing. I wasn't. What were you doing on Like I don't know what I was doing, but I literally wasn't playing any games, no console games, no PC games, nothing. They were like, you tell me you had a life for a small period. For a small period of time, I, you know, I had somewhat of a life. Shame on you for having yeah. a life. I mean, honestly, come yeah, on. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. But nah, I just remember them really like getting onto me to play it. And I was just like, nah, like I'm not interested. You know, like I was just like, no, nah, I just don't care. I'll be honest. But it got to like the Christmas break, right? And that Christmas break, I had just nothing better to do. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll jump on. And um, it was just magical i i'd never played a game like that um i'd played battle royales before you know minecraft hunger games h1z1 you know just whatever but this was just different you know fortnite was just different and then the building components were sick and i, I really enjoyed it because of all my friends i was the best right so instantly there was an instant attraction there like i could like you know what i mean like you can, you can sort of flex and be like oh, the yeah. big man you know everybody dies but you know they rely on you to clutch up and you you know you had that mm -hmm. i had that pride there um <laughs> But but just like just like always with other games, I was like, I want to be better, and so I would I started like YouTubing and Googling Fortnite, Fortnite, how to improve, how to improve, and I noticed everybody was on PC, like all the good people at least were on PC, 
Um, I was playing on console because all my friends were console players, but I quickly switched over to PC and I just kept grinding. I kept grinding. I'd play like squad games like on field. So you're just playing with random people. And one day I play a squad field game and there's this American guy on my team. This American guy, very out. So he was pretty drunk, right? Like he, he was just very outspoken, <laughs> just, you know, talking. It's the best nonsense. way to play Fortnite, just, just, just wasted. True, true, true. <laughs> and um, I, I, I carried him to a win and he was like so ecstatic. Like he was so happy. He was like, I'm, I've got to get you on my team. I've got a, a pro EU team. I'm going to get you on there. I'm getting you on there. Add me right now. I'm going to get you on Discord. We're going to get you in a pro team. And I'm like, actually, I didn't even know there was, like was like a pro scene. Sure, like I'm going to be a pro Fortnite player. That's sick. And um, I get involved and at the time the pro scene was really small, but like it was good because it introduced me to a lot of people who, some of them are still around now, you know, some great Fortnite players, like people like, you know, Mr. Savage and, you know, Benji Fishy and Mongra, all of those guys were around back then. But I, I got introduced to a lot of people and I just started getting involved in the pro scene and, you know, meeting people, making connections really um, was never really that good, was never as good as the other top players, but I could hang in, do you know what I mean? I could stay, yeah. I could stay afloat. Yeah. And um, eventually when I did decide to like start doing other things outside of actually trying to compete, because I had relationships with those pro players, it meant that like they were familiar with me, they knew me. So it's like, oh, if I wanted to do an interview with a pro, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's Levin, yeah, that's my guy, you know, I'll do the interview. Whereas like nobody was getting people to do interviews with pro Fortnite players at the time. So it sort of gave me a bit of an advantage being able to to, to get with that. But now, nah, just in general, man, getting into Fortnite was... was, was it's, yeah. There's no game like it, do you know what I mean? There's no game like it. So it, it was always going to be good. I remember when it first dropped on the... Um, on, I, think, I think it was... I was the same you know, on on PlayStation. It, it was a free game, wasn't it? It just came out, yeah. out of nowhere. And it was like in beta. It was, been, it was in beta for like God knows how many months, years. Is it still in beta? Well, I think well, it is. The, I have no idea. The beta thing was really <laughs> good by them because I think with the beta thing, I don't know if it still applies now, but the beta thing meant that they could keep updating the game weekly, whereas other big games can't do that because if you're like an official release game, you can like, you have to, the, the process of making updates to your game is really long with like PlayStation and Xbox and all these like companies. But if you're a beta, you can like update stuff weekly. And so I remember a quote from like another dev going, we can't keep up with Fortnite. They can just update their game every week and like we're just screwed. Like yeah. we have to wait months or some shit. So yeah, it, it, they're really smart at the beta thing. I, I'm, I'm always, I always look back and I think maybe I could have been great at Fortnite. But the only reason <laughs> is because I, I was a PUBG guy. So like I was playing a lot of PUBG. I don't know if they came out at similar times, but I, I remember just playing PUBG thinking, this is like Fortnite's for kids. I was like, it's too bright, it's too colorful. Whereas I just want to be running and gunning and like, it just feels a, li a lot more like the real world in PUBG. But then as soon as I started fully playing Fortnite, I completely got it, completely understood it. Before you know it, I'm buying skins left, right, and center and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, I get it. It's it's quite addictive, isn't it, Sav? Mate, it, it, you know, I think it, it absolutely is. I think the um. The, the reason I think as well that it, that that actually worked in its favor as well, because obviously com comparatively to other kind of, um, I guess, like the, the Counter-Strikes and, and, and Call of Duties and such, the player base is is younger and to a degree, I mean, even the, even the major, yeah, we saw that with the with the World Cup and such as well. Yeah, you, you, I think I think it was 12 years old was the kind of like the, or 14 maybe was that kind of like the age, let me correct me there, yeah, to get into 13. actually... It was 13, yeah. 13, right. So, which is you know, significantly younger, younger than a lot of other... Um, you know, esports titles. It's similar to Overwatch in the sense that it's kind of like because it's animated, 
and it is the style that it is. It's not kind of seen. It's like the same. It's like how Call of Duty has like a zombies mode, whereas you can show zombies mode sometimes to like a live audience because it's kind of seen as like um, fantastical violence. It's not like kind of like yeah. Re- re- yeah, real. And also, um, you know, I think that for creators as well, you know, a lot of creators, you know, and similar to you boys, you got a lot of friends in that kind of YouTube space because Fortnite, because of how colourful it is and was every thumbnail every video just bangs it pops it kind of it, it draws you in so it kind of had all these different kind of elements going for it which made it so lucrative to basically every single audience because um, if you wanted the hardcore you know kind of those who kind of really hardcore play on a professional level like Levin mentioned you know kind of the Benjis and Mr. Savages and such as well you, you're going to watch their content but you could also watch kind of casual stuff I, remember, I, I was sucked in massively by like kind of the, the, Nick, the Nick A30 squads yeah. and the you know the Courage the Courage and you know um, kind of Tim the Tap Man all these kind of guys who were kind of like doing these crazy rocket shots like yeah. out of the storms and like Noah J all these kind of guys you just watch it was just it was just insane because it was so fun to watch but then it got I mean then it got very very difficult right people were playing it very very seriously Lev. like it, it became it was it was a different a different game suddenly it got sweaty it got sweaty yeah. mate got sweaty yeah. and, and i think it's tough because i don't think epic would have ever predicted what the building mechanics would be i think they they like came up with the building stuff and they thought this is genius like people are going to be building castles and forts to protect themselves like no <laughs> like that's just <laughs> not what it is at all like people took that and just accelerated it so far and it, it's it's tough because I think the beauty of Fortnite, even me, as much as I still love the game, the beauty of Fortnite was like back then when nobody was really good, anybody could win. Like you could just play the game for the first time and win one of your first couple games, right? Whereas now that's probably a bit harder, even with them, like I think adjusting skill-based matchmaking or whatever. But like, yeah, the game advanced really quickly and it got very difficult. And I think, you know, some people, I think that, made it hard for some people but at the same time for a lot of people it was like i just want to i want to improve like i want to i want to be like these pro players i'm watching i want to be like these guys i'm watching um but then again like even if you find it difficult you have to appreciate how just magical of of a mechanic it is like there's nothing like the building mechanics in fortnite and the skill that it takes like the skill gap with it is nuts like it is so difficult you're doing so many actions per second per minute it's insane. And then every so often you've got to fire off. Like, this is what I found fascinating. How far can you go, do you think, as a Fortnite player without really, really superb building mechanics? If you're just a good gun technician, how far can you go? Not very far. Not very far. <laughs> not very far. Not very far at all. But, well, that's it for me then. Yeah, that's that's it, Ian. That's it. Uh, those dreams, those dreams are over, my yeah. friend. Um, but you know what? Okay, here's a question as well. How much of an impact do you think that that one that one night where Ninja and Drake teamed up as a duo? What impact do you think that had? Not just on Fortnite, but on on gaming in general, because I think a lot of people see that as like kind of like like the like the big bang to 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 a degree of because suddenly gaming went from being i think personally from being this kind of quite nerdy kind of like geek culture kind of like medium that kind of a lot of people did but didn't really talk too much about to suddenly being mainstream freaking drake's playing a game and yeah. loves ninja i mean it, it it changed the face of gaming i reckon in, in to some degree right yeah nah i 100 agree because because you put it perfectly right like things I don't know how to describe the mainstream, but the mainstream just exists as this, you know, like loop and it goes round and round and what is in mainstream changes at different points in time. But that really, it just put Fortnite as 
you know, mainstream. It didn't just make Fortnite mainstream. It made gaming as a whole. Like, like you said, it, it made people look at gaming a bit differently. Um, and, and, and props to Ninja, because he was a great link for that, right? Going out and doing a bunch of things in the more mainstream world and, and showing people that, you know, gamers shouldn't be stereotyped. Because at the end of the day, even before that, like so many people play games that it, we were at a point where that had to have come at some point. Do you know what I mean? Like people had to stop looking at gaming and gamers as being, you know, nerdy or whatever, because it's not like, well, even if we are it's nerds. It's nice, cool, man. Well, games are cool, also, okay. Even if we are nerds, like we're still cool. You can <laughs> be a nerd and be cool. Do you know what I mean? It's so true. Look, and, and listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to interrupt you, Eleven. I want to get right back to your point, but do you not think there's an argument that because people like Drake and other mainstream people and acts in the world have made gaming a little bit cooler. That people who didn't grow up as gamers are trying to get in on the action and just want to be part of it and want to be cool. Yeah. But they're sort of taking the spots of people who genuinely have a love for the industry, right? Yeah, nah, yeah, definitely. And it's like, it just happens, man, because so many things like become mainstream at different points. Like I know like right now it feels like anime is becoming quite mainstream. Like people are becoming more accepting of anime, whereas like, in the past, if you said, oh, yeah, I watch anime, like, people are looking at you, like, what are you on about? Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, I, th I think, you know, it, it always happens, but I'm fine with it. I'm fine with more people being introduced yeah. to gaming. I think, you know, I, I, that's, that's my approach to almost everything, where it's like, if I love something, like I love gaming, I, I want to introduce other people to it so that they can feel the, the love and the passion I have for it. It's the reason why, like, even with other things, I'm sure we'll get to some of the stuff like, you know, when there's like, you know, toxic football fans and toxic fans yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Man United, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I, I just love, I love this. Like, I want to share this love with other people. I don't care if they're, you know, didn't grow up in Manchester or if they're from another side of the world and they didn't grow up playing football. I don't care if you never played a game growing up and whatever. Like, if, if you want to now, like, I'm fine with that. Like, that's sick. That's amazing that you dude, get to... Sav, this is what I mean. I can't believe this guy's 19. Yeah. Dude, my, pff, honestly, mate, you've got a, a, a wise man. Yeah, yeah. Got, I think that's the thing is a, a very good point. I think I think it, a lot of it is a generational thing though, man. I, I've always had my finger on, 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 I like to think finger on the kind of the pulse of what's going on kind of across the board really. I think with... Um, with with like growing up, like a lot of my friends growing up just did not touch games, and still to this day don't really play games. I get the odd text being like, "Oh, is this game good? Should I get the new Assassin's Creed?" I'm like, "If you want, mate, like you know, whatever." But at the same time, like you know, you get you get like you probably when you were when you were at school and you were, you were competing with your um your your pals there, and you're you're kind of like they were, I think gaming was probably a lot more prevalent. Like everyone was playing games together regularly, and I think that's the thing is with, with um. With particularly like with football fans and with you know, we, you know, there's a lot of sport fans. A lot of fans are from you know from you know forty plus you know, and I think there is that kind of that rivalry, that kind of like that you know is is such a big part of it. Whereas for for us, like you know, particularly for your you know, demographic, their um, level, like it's just not a thing anymore. You celebrate, yeah, you celebrate games, you celebrate being part of something and wanting to, you know, you know, it's it's a good thing. You know, I think we all got behind the country when it when it came to the Euros recently. Everyone was loving it, and suddenly the final happened. The next morning, it was like, oh, back to square one. Yeah, you know, here we are again, back to square one. If not, we're in we're in negative equity. You know what, it, it, you're right. And, and I think, Levin, you really touched on something amazing in regards to the whole, you know, sharing what you love. It's almost a throwback to, to the days when me and Sav were, Sav were growing up. Like, we keep talking about like we're really old, Sav, but, you know, when, multi <laughs> multiplayer gaming back then, it was all about inviting your friends around to share your experience and like, 
it was, come on, let's play GoldenEye on our N64. Get get your three mates around that you know you can beat. Because that was co- that was com- competitive, I'll tell you now, Len. <laughs> when you're when you four, four teenagers sweating in a little bedroom trying to smoke each other on GoldenEye, that's real competition. But back then it was all about sharing and, and there was no there was no negativity about it all back then, Sav. Yeah, it's, it's true. Almost like, and there's, there's, there's parallels to take between us and, and what Lev's talking about here, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, FIFA back in the day, like the, my, 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 my first console really was like the proper, the Super Nintendo was really right. I flourished. That was for me was like the absolute one. Uh, and I love the fact as well on the Switch. I mean, we talk about the Switch all the time here because I know you're a massive fan, but like the fact that you can actually get like kind of like you know, the inbuilt emulators in the Switch now for like NES and SNES games is freaking awesome. Like that's yeah. really great. Um, they've got a Zelda link to, part, link to the past on there. Absolutely. Well, you don't even gold. know what that is, do you, Lev? <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but anyway, uh, mate. Okay, that's your homework, Levin. Uh, Zelda, a link to the past. I'm sure the fans that will be listening are going, yeah, get on it. Get on it immediately. Yeah, um, I will, I will. But, you know, we... We we you know, we go full circle back to like um back to you know being involved in games and you kind of had that kind of ascension to kind of like meeting the you know meeting the pros because networking is so important I think in gaming in general like just meeting people in the same space and growing your kind of network of you know kind of of be it pro players or casters talent whatever it might be but mate full circle there you are you go round and suddenly recently you have your own bundle on. <laughs> Fortnite. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Bro, like that—that that is another—that's another level. Yeah. Like that is crazy. Like, tell, tell us how that all came about, dude. Like, what? How? How was that? How was that thing? How was it? <laughs> <laughs> how was it? It, it is. I don't even understand. Even even till now, <laughs> I I don't really get how I was in a position to to even have that because. You look at it and, you know, I saw, like, when, when it got leaked into the game files and, you know, you have all these leakers, like, talking about it, you know, I saw someone tag me in a post where someone was like, yo, like, 11 2K is, like, the smallest ever created to get one, like, you know, and, and I'm looking at her like, oh, yeah, when you look at all the people who have gotten bundles, realistically, like, if you're just late. looking at numbers, I shouldn't be on that list, do you know what I mean? Like, straight up. It's not about yeah. numbers, bro. It's not about but, numbers. But, it's about the people. That, that's the yeah. thing of Fortnite. That's the beauty of Fortnite, right? Like... I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate because even, you know, I've, I've been doing all the broadcast stuff and, and it's been really great for me as someone who's, you know, in uni and I'm looking like, you know, I don't really want to do uni. I want to be able to do this as a career. Like Fortnite's giving me that opportunity. But then to get the bundle was just sick because, you know, I have, you know, my little cousins who play Fortnite who see it and they're like, Yo, wait, Daniel, that's you. Wait, that's your name. Like you got my wow. friends who I started playing with jumping back on the game and they're like, hold on a minute. How's this happen? Like we used to, you know, we used to stay up at midnight every day to see what would be in the item shop. And now I'm staying up at midnight to see what's in the item shop and it's you. Like it's it's nuts. I I talked about it last week very a little uh, briefly, but like obviously, um, and Lev, you know, so FNCS, right? So I've joined obviously the, the, as an analyst now and kind of across NAE. But when I first came on for that one, that one day to kind of cover all regions, when our man Zeke, who's the main host of FNCS when he was away, first person to DM me to welcome me to the squad. My boy, 112K, straight yeah. in there being like, welcome in, brother. I was like, I love this guy. I think about like the the progression with FNCS and, and there you know, there we all were in Party Royale. I mentioned last week, kind of our faces kind of in the screens and there we are, people throwing tomatoes and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. But it's a different thing from having yourself beamed into the game like that yeah. compared to actually having a an epic designed bundle specifically for you. That like, Do they just like DM you and be like, hey, dude, we're going to do this thing. Like, how, how, how do they, how do you even know about it? Yeah, so... um. So 
you on a Sundown. Sundown reached out to me about it, and um, it was just from there. It was just like, you know, do you want to be a part of this? Because with, with the Taco Tuesday thing, a lot of it is sort of linked because it's sort of carrying over from the LeBron stuff that they did, right? Because they had LeBron when they got him in the game and he has his old Taco yeah. Tuesday stuff. And even when they added his skin, they gave him a they gave him a style where his shirt just had a bunch of tacos on it. And so it was just sort of like carrying over for that, like, do you want to be a part of this? And like they, they sent me a bunch of stuff to do with LeBron as well, which was really cool. And it, 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 let's talk about the crown. The crown. Let's talk about what? the crown because yeah. I'm going. I'm going through Twitter one day and, I, and I'm always seeing what Levin's up to. And there's a video of you receiving a large crate. Yeah. And, and inside of that is is LeBron's crown, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It, uh, and that was sent to you by the guys at Epic, right? Yeah. And my mum was so confused at first because she was the one that like got the package. <laughs> so she's like, "What is this?" Um, and even when I opened it, I, I didn't know because I didn't know I was getting that. So, like, I was a bit like, what? Like, what is this? Um, but no, that was sick as well. Like, and and that's just something to, to, to sort of keep hold of, you know? Like, that's something that, you know, there's not many. I know they sent a couple to a couple other creators, but it's like, there's not many of those in the world. So that's going to be like I mean, a you're cool not going to sell it, are you? Well, no, mean, of but course you could. not. I mean, nah, I reckon, dude, I reckon like Oscar. you got... I reckon... <laughs> it's, exactly. <laughs> it, it is like an Oscar, but you will have people out there right now who would pay, I imagine, a good good whack of cash for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they would, but they're, they're not going to be able to pay for to like They're not going to be able to give that to me. Let's talk after this, Lev, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do they, do they uh, I mean, that, that's a good question. Like, obviously, I mean, did you see a massive spike in your in your uh, support creator as well? Was that like a big thing, obviously? Was we, it mental? You're not allowed to talk about that, right? But... I, <laughs> 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 we'll use that, that face as a thumbnail. Just for the conversation, like for the whole podcast. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean as, you, you know, as you said, like, you know, being a thing is as well, like, you know, being associated with like, like a star like LeBron James, who's like, you know, the, kind of like the, if not the, mo the, the most famous like basketball player currently playing, I guess, to a degree. Like he is like the guy, yeah, he's the guy's the star of Space Jam. I mean, yeah. Michael Jordan did that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, like it, it's such a, it's, it must be, it must feel for you as well, like such a, such a massive, I guess, I guess, in, to some degree, you're kind of thinking you'll look back in like a year and think, "Dude, that was nuts!" Yeah. Like, what, that what really happened? What just happened? Yeah. You got some, you got some kicks as well, didn't you? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sent me, they sent me a pair of trains. I think I have them here. I can probably get. Oh, them. you got Let's show go. us. Yeah, go, give go. me a second. Give me a second. Go and get them. If Ian. you're listening to this, if you're listening just to the audio of this podcast, you can check us out on YouTube, right, Sav? Great. Mate, that is the absolute segue plug of the century. Yes, you can. Uh, Sav Situation Podcast on YouTube, man. You can actually see these uh, these absolute... Oh. Brother. What? The thing is, right, listen, I'm just going to... As a, as a massive sneakerhead, like, I've got a, a huge collection of Jordan 1s. And when it comes to, like, basketball trainers, I just think Jordan 1s are the ultimate. And I thought these might be too ugly. Jeez. But I would rock these. I would rock these. And, and You've got a frame on mount those or something. That's incredible, man. Yeah, and, and it's sick because um, if you like, if you watch Looney Tunes and all that stuff, right, like, the yeah. color theme is based off of that. So it's, you know, Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner. <laughs> Right. Oh man! And so it has like it has like the the beep beep on it from Roadrunner. Like, oh, the, stop beep beep. Yeah. What size are they? So size size fourteen. I'm I'm six foot Shut eight. I'm, I'm six, people don't know I'm six this foot eight. You're six foot eight. Yeah. Six foot eight. Jesus. Hold on. Let me just 19, let me just check something. Six foot just, eight. You're like you're like Hercules. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, do you know what? It makes me feel like it makes me feel so rubbish about myself because I wish I wish I was eleven. Oh. So just so you just so you're aware, right? LeBron James is six foot eight. So if you ever came face to face with LeBron, 
to talk about all the things that have been going on with you and Fortnite and him and Space Jam, just two successful men face-to-face, eye-to-eye, you would literally be toe-to-toe, eye-to-eye, same height. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and I play basketball, right? Because being young and, like, being taller than everyone else, like, I just got pushed into... Even though, like, I obviously did a bunch of football, I got pushed into basketball. And so, like, I'm actually, like, a massive LeBron fan. I think that was, like, the main appeal when, like, Epic were reaching out because they knew I was, like, a massive LeBron fan. Um... So like you're a Lakers fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's the thing as well, right? Which is like I, I know this isn't a basketball podcast or anything, but I was a Laker fan before LeBron went to the Lakers. So people, yeah, so pe- yeah, so, so, no, yeah, so, no, so, pe- so, so people would look at it, yeah. People would look at it and they'll go, oh, of course, man, like you know. But people don't realize how how good of a moment that was for me. My favorite player is yeah. joining my favorite team. Like that was like the best day of my life. But now, like people will go, like, oh, cool, she. Cool, she supported the Lakers, of course you did, but come on, man. So what did you yeah. so what did you do with your Miami Heat jersey? Did you did you throw I, I it never had a Miami Heat jersey? I never had a Miami <laughs> I'm Heat kidding, jersey. Man, I never I'm had kidding. But you could be you, no, you, you awesome. could definitely put it into like context. Like if you're for instance, if you're like a because there are only a few people in different sports you kind of support regardless of the team, you just love the person. Yeah. And you think about like Ronaldo, obviously when he went from United to Madrid, and they had like 80,000 fans, I think it was in the Bernabeu, who turned up, whatever it was, just to see him walk onto the pitch and wave to say, I play for you now. Yeah. Like people, like you can feel that, the, the energy of just of just lo- loving a player so much that they join your team. That must just, yeah. it, mu- it must be such a, a magic moment. Like it must be huge. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm forgetting about the Cavs as well. He came from the Cavs. Yeah, right? yeah he, he did come from Apologies. the Cavs there, but... But but yeah, you look, you looking forward to Space Jam too because it's it's a tough one to follow. I always think sequels of of iconic films are are very oh, difficult to follow up, and and it's got some big shoes to fill, literally. It, it, but the fact, that's the problem; it can never fill those shoes. And and I've watched it right. I've I watched I watched it with a couple of my friends. And look, you watched what Space, Space Jam yeah, two? I've watched Space Jam two. I watched it. I watched it. How the, how have you seen Space Jam two? I mean, I've seen it. I went to the cinema and watched it. It's out. It's out of the movies, bro. Yeah, it's out now. Yeah, it's been oh. out. Yeah. What's wrong with me? I think you're living in the past. Have you taken any, any, taken any rides in DeLoreans recently? And, uh, oh, yeah, it's on now. I could go to cinema and see it today. Yeah, you can. You should go today. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, so sorry. Talk me through. What's it like, uh, Well, you know, look, the, the big thing I'd say is it is a kid's movie. Like, I, I've seen people being so critical of it, and I'm like, it's a kid's... It's not even for you. Like, the only reason people of my age or older are watching it is because of, like, the sentimental value of, like, we watch Space Jam 1... You know, you watch the, the 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 sequel to it, but like, you don't watch it like as a movie. And when you were a kid watching it, you weren't an analyst watching it. You were just it was just a kid's movie, and you liked it, and you hold it dear to your heart. Like, don't come now watch Space Jam two and be like, hmm, the acting here wasn't good, and you know that plot doesn't really make too much sense. Like, no, like don't do that. Like, you know what I mean? I I literally sat there, like knowing it's a kid's movie, and I just enjoyed it. Like me and my friends are just we're not. We're not being rude in the cinema, but we are sort of like giggling away at certain things at each other because like this is ridiculous. But like you enjoy it, and uh, there's a lot of basketball references in it naturally. So you know, I, I got a lot of those, and that makes it a bit funnier as well. So I enjoyed it. I've seen people be critical of it, but I don't think you should be. Like it's, it's a great kids movie. I'm sure the kids of today will love it. My my attitudes change about movies now. Like I, I go to the cinema, and I, I just want to be entertained yeah. to a degree. I don't really care about like if, I mean if, unless it's a, unless it's a film that I'm really passionate about. Like I talked about like Indiana Jones last week, and the next one better be damn good. Yeah. It's probably not going to be, but it better be. But <laughs> unless you're really passionate about like kind of like the legacy of a kind of like a series, like you know, don't get me started on Star Wars. There's a lot of like of course, fans of hate it. The like yeah yeah, but the the most recent kind of um, trilogy just just it was just horrendous. Yeah. But at the same time, like you get you know you want to go to a movie. I mean, you, when you go to see it like Space Jam, you know. 
know what you're you're in for. Like you know that you're going to go and watch you know, a movie, which which I mean, the majority of the cast are freaking animated, mate. Like you know, it, they're, they're cartoons. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball in here. I think here Space Jam one was enjoyable for both adults and kids. I feel like there was a lot of um, stuff that was tailored for, for a more mature audience back then. Some of the casting, um, the plot as well. Like, I feel like I could watch Space Jam today and, and, and thoroughly enjoy it. Would I be able to, Levin, even though I didn't know it was out, which is my bad, would I be able to watch Space Jam 2 on my own as a man, 33 years old, and thoroughly enjoy it? I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can go and watch it and, and you would enjoy it, but I, I don't think so. And I think if, if that's like if, if that's your criticism, I think that's fair. Like because I obviously with Space Jam One, I was a kid watching it. So I don't know what it feels like to have watched it like if you were an adult and, and I've not really heard that perspective much, but if that's true then fair enough. But yeah. <laughs> Sav, do you think it's do you think it comes down to um just nostalgia? Is that why we still like it? Or do you think it was tailored towards a more mature audience back then as well as Kids, because you know when you, when you back then it was like it's a family film, so it needs to appeal yeah. to yeah, six-year-olds. And well, I think I think you've got to take into to, to consideration the the timing of the movie as well. You know, when I remember when um when there was a there was an old an old movie, and some older uh, listeners will remember that Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? That came out when yes. it was like I don't know if you've seen that at all, uh, Levin, but it's uh, by look at your face, you haven't. But basically, it's <laughs> it's Levin, Google it's like, Jessica Rabbit. It's, yeah, Google Jessica Rabbit for sure. But it's basically it was one of the first movies ever to kind of like combine animation with like um with like a like a storyline. Yeah, like Bob Hoskins. It had like Christopher Lloyd. It was, it's a classic, like classic kind of movie where you feel like it was. Wait, why are you making that face? Like. Who framed no, Roger Rabbit? Seen, it's a classic. He's just seen Jessica Rabbit. That's why he made that. Oh, film. is that the face? Right, good. Okay, cool. Right, that was a cartoon character. She is that a cartoon we character. We all still have a crush on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we all still adore all these years later. Uh, but I mean, that's one of the first times it was it happened. Like the kind of the animation, kind of like live action kind of crossover. I think Space Jam in that moment as well was kind of part of that same kind of like hysteria like you've got actual cartoons with michael jordan the movie nowadays in 2021 we're used to seeing like some of the craziest nutty stuff on movies ever and i think you kind of have to you know the kind of like the animation um kind of like lebron james kind of element isn't really anywhere near as hype as it was back in the 90s because we're used to seeing kind of that's true so much kind of crazy so you have to kind of so in a, in a way you've got to kind of rely on the kind of plot in some ways because the actual what was the kind of unique or the USP, unique selling point about the original one isn't really the same as yeah, it was now. Yeah. So that's, that's, In other that's, words, that's Levin, you'll, you'll never understand this, but the 90s were amazing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, 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 I'm told often that I missed out, unfortunately. Let, uh, something about the 90s, obviously we reject, we referenced it earlier on, but that was when I found my love for the uh, the Red Devils, Manchester United, dude. Uh, like that was when I found, that was when I found my squad, my family team, yeah. as you can tell from my Mancunian accent uh obviously had to support them uh you're the same lev i can tell yeah um yeah, yeah. what um tell us about your recent <laughs> kind of like the recent joining of this of, of the it's, it's the, the united stand podcast yeah. right because you i remember you fe- i remember you tweeting kind of saying you were featuring kind of like as a guest speaker because i've seen you tweet loads about football and that's why that's why i i love kind of um chatting to you and kind of you know, kind of you know, and, and keeping up to date with all your kind of social stuff as well because you kind of bridge that kind of sport and gaming um, two mediums together, you kind of do both, which is really interesting to me. So you've joined the United Stand, obviously the team that I support as well. But how did you get on that in the first place? And what's it been like suddenly going from Fortnite to, to Man United every week? So I think this is like, this to me, I think for me, this is even a, a crazier story than a lot of the Fortnite stuff because I 
just watch the United Sounds. The United Sounds are the biggest Manchester United fan channel that there is, right? And they do a lot of content there. And I've been watching them for just over a year now. Me and my friends have also been watching them for a similar timeline. And on one of the videos a couple of weeks ago, like on a Sunday, right? Let's say, let, I'll give you the timeline of the week. So on a Sunday, right, you know, the Mark, the, the main guy on the channel, Mark Grobridge, he's massive. He does so much stuff now. He's just yep. huge. He does a video. And in the video, he goes, yo, we're looking for, you know, some new people to join the channel, some new presenters and whatnot. Send a, a, a one-minute clip into XYZ email, right? And so, you know, we, me and all my friends watched that video on that day. And I say to my friends, should I just send in a clip? Like, why not? Do you know what I mean? Like, just a bit of banter. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And so, um, you know, I send in the clip. And, and I remember, like, you know, in the video, you said, we'll get back to people in a couple of weeks. There's so many requests and whatnot. Like, you know, it's going to be a while for us to get through them. And I sent my clip in. The next day, I got I get like an automated email, like you know, we've received your your clip. Thank you very much for sending it in. Blah blah blah. So, oh, cool. Probably have to wait a couple of weeks. Later that day, I get an email, but it's like directed from Mark himself, and he's like, "Yo, bro, loved your clip. Do you want to come on the show tomorrow?" What? <laughs> you love what? those moments. I was like, "What?" <laughs> and I didn't believe it. Like genuinely, I was so confused. And so I'm showing it to my friends, and I, I was like guys, what is this? And as I'm showing it to them, I just see on Twitter, Mark Goldbridge followed you. I oh, was like, Whoa, okay, okay. I was like, okay, this isn't actually a thing now. And um, yeah, I went on the show. It was sick. It was absolutely sick. People were really supportive. People were really nice. People liked me, I guess. And um, from there, I just, I've just been doing it a lot recently. I'm like, I'm actually like a part of the channel. So at first it was like, I was just kind of like a guest, right? But I am actually now like a presenter on the channel. I'm a part of the channel, which is really cool. Um, Can we just come on? Yeah, let's All just right. Levin. Like, this it, it, it to you when you say these things, you might be like, Oh, this feels like a bit of a surprise or whatever. Whereas, me and me and Sav are just sitting here thinking, Of course, he, he got a one minute video of you and thought, I need to sign this guy up. Like, it's, it's not a surprise to me. And, and the good thing is, I've seen as well across, like, I, I've checked out some of the videos, and you know, I, I know I keep blowing smoke up your ass, but like, really, <laughs> I it full of knowledge and, and then all the comments are, are very supportive you've been welcomed with open arms by the, the united fan base yeah nah and, and it's cool because for me even with like the fortnite stuff it's hard because fortnite's only been around for a certain amount of time uh, whereas it's like with football and talking about united i've been doing that my whole life so do you know what i mean I, that's that's the one place yeah. where i have more experience than almost anything else so it, it, it does come quite naturally and, and i enjoy it but it's it's different it's different the communities are very different is it quite toxic comparatively to like I guess because because Fortnite obviously we're you know we're lucky to work together with a bunch of stuff from DreamHack to to Twitch rivals and FNCS obviously as well and there's there is obviously a lot of drama that happens with players and you know particularly like recently like lots of trios switching up and yeah you know, snaking all kinds of different stuff been going on and you kind of there, there is this element of like there's a lot of people who kind of watch that kind of you know are, are trying to kind of keep on top of who's going where and what's happening and kind of your know, different creators but it is a different it is a very different as we mentioned this earlier on a very different demographic different kind of like you know setup from a fan basis when it comes to, to football because again that generational aspect where you've got like you know Fortnite. most most people who kind of follow Fortnite play Fortnite are probably under the age of 25 yeah. Let's be, yeah, 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 really but i would say football it kind of ranges all the way from like there all the way up to like 67 like like older people yeah you must get a lot of very passionate fans who are very old school in the way that they, they view the club and the highs and lows of certain situations yeah it, you, and you definitely <laughs> feel it like you feel the difference even like you know to the day like i signed right with the united and i kind of announced on twitter and stuff like 
you get people who like there's a lot of people who are just like against that kind of stuff like against fan content and fan channels and things of that nature there's a load of people that get that who hate it and a lot of them are quite like older fans you know you'll click on someone's bio and they're like been following the reds up and down the country for 50 years i'm like flipping like flipping out i've like i respect you in it but bloody like do you know what i mean and these people just hate it. So you get people, like, as much as there's been loads of love, and there's been way more love than there ever will be hate, but you do get more hate than, like, in something like Fortnite. Because in Fortnite, you'll see, you know, the odd, like, oh, you're can we rubbish. Talk, can we but... talk about that, Lev? Yeah. Just, just briefly, like, uh, you know, as a guy who has been in some way, way shape, or form, broadcasting for, for quite a, a long time now, I remember the first time I ever did a radio show, um, I was filling in for somebody on a breakfast radio show, very popular duo, and the male counterpart was was on holiday, so I came in and made my debut. And then, um, in the same way, if you're on a Twitch channel or you're reading YouTube comments, we have like this this screen that comes up where people text in yeah. to say like you know make requests or like just have opinions on things we're talking about. And immediately it's like this guy's voice makes me want to jump uh, on the bridge. Um, yeah. Just like <laughs> this accent's horrendous, and I'm sitting there going, "What? What do you mean?" And then the mics come back up, and I've got to be like Ed Sheeran there or whatever, you know, yeah. like. So, I, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that Nancy, I've, you become you become accustomed to it, right? The more you work within an industry where you get um, critical feedback from trolls uh, for, for all, all the time, at 19 years old, how have you learned to, to handle and deal with that? Sink or swim, do you know what I mean? It is genuinely sink or swim, and it's like if I if I wasn't able to handle that, I think Fortnite helped because I did get a bit of that in Fortnite, like. You know, I'd get the odds. Oh, this guy's voice is awful. Get him off the broadcast, like so. You so you sort of, you know, you're used to it. So now when I see the comments, I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, fair. like not everybody can like me. Not everyone can like my voice. It is just what it is. Some people will choose not to like me. Um, I think the big thing is though is I like, I'd love to see things done to help creators in the future because I think of it as like if I had never done Fortnite stuff and I never had experience with people hating me, like it might be quite yes. hard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can imagine it'd be quite hard because if you're not accustomed to large amounts of people saying they don't like you, like that could, you know what I mean? That could affect you. Even with, like you could have a thousand good comments, but the 10 bad comments you read can really upset you. You know it's I mean? human nature, isn't yeah. it, Sav? Like, unfortunately, and it's a very dangerous game to be part of, especially at a, a young age, to have to deal with criticism. And none of it's real criticism. Yeah. It's hate. It's hate. Yeah. 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 Because even if, even if both of you, right, you were watching somebody online that you didn't potentially, um, I don't know, agree with or, or didn't like the, the way they broadcast or their style, you would never attack them. You would never say anything negative to them because it's just not human decency. Um, Sav, how have you dealt with it over the years? Uh, well, I mean, do you know what? I'm, I'm actually quite lucky uh, that, that it's not been quite Everybody as... Everybody loves you. Yeah, <laughs> how can you I'm not? just one of those people, all right? Uh, no, 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 I think, I think um, you know, for me, it's like um, there have been moments where you get you get criticised. It's usually for things like... The, the thing that I think would hurt the most is someone said to me... Um, you don't know what you're, you know what you're talking about, or like I, I, or you shouldn't be there because you haven't got the same. You know, I had massive imposter syndrome kind of joining the, the FNCS squad because suddenly, as an analyst, you know, going from being a host, suddenly thinking, oh Jesus, I need to know the ins and outs of everything now. This is this is a whole different ballpark. But you, but you kind of evolve and you grow, and and then you kind of you know have to deal with the situation while you're brought on the first place and you, and you adapt basically. So I think for me, if I've ever had any kind of criticism, you do have to have a thick skin to it and kind of like, you know, kind of try and move past it and to see, you know, cause it's, it's, you know, we're all the same, you know, for every, for every a hundred nice things or comments you get, 
the one negative is the thing that you focus on. Because even though it's like someone said, you're amazing. Someone else could say, I didn't like you in that. That's the thing you think about. Yeah. Um, you know, go back to the voice thing. Not all of us could melt butter like with a voice like yours. So you're quite lucky. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, so anyone who doesn't doesn't like it, don't know what they're talking about. But at the same time, yeah, it is, it is, it is hard. You do have to be kind of, I guess, very... Um, you have to you have to really understand that when you go, when you put yourself out there on camera or kind of like you know your voice out there or have your opinion out there, people people are going to jump on it at points and they are going to try and have you know find a, some people have made careers out of actually trying to be toxic and destroy people online through you know you know kind of be you know all your videos on YouTube or kind of you know in, in, on Twitch whatever it might be, people kind of see that there is a lot of hype around that about about breaking people down who they think shouldn't be there or just for fun or just because they don't get views or whatever it is. So it's kind of a it's a really it's a really tough one really. But so we all just in unison just say f the haters. Right? Yeah, is that what yeah. hundred percent? Okay. Absolutely. F the haters. Um, Lev, when when you in a career such as yours and like you know it's not a traditional career when you when you're embarking on a uh, in a career in esports, when you are, you know, 25, 28, where do you see yourself? What do you see yourself doing? Will Fortnite still be played in 10 years' time? I want to be like Sav. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good... You want, you want kids? Oh, You want Jesus. to be doing a podcast with someone who's 19? I, I feel it. No, honestly, though, like, when, when I saw the video of Sav, yeah, you know, with his son and, like, some, you know, he's talking about England and these buzz, I'm just like, I want to be that kind of happy you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like, I, I Mate, think, that's so sweet dude I, I think the main thing is that, like I, I want to keep doing what I'm doing I think the big thing for me is I, I just enjoy like talking and giving my opinion and like mm. and I want to be able to do that whatever it is I'm interested in at the time I want to be able to have like a large platform to do that um so I'm not too fussy about what it is if it's still Fortnite yeah if it's another game if it's basketball if it's you know tennis I, I don't care I just want to be able to do that and keep doing that because you know it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. Plus, plus the fact as well, you know, as you say, being I think being so young that that is an amazing you know thing to to you know to be in this position so early on because you know to have influence in any capacity, be it, you know be it with you know United with the podcast, be it with Fortnite or whatever as well. I think I think I think as as time goes on, a lot of people do tend to migrate from from you know because because with all things, you know, you, I've I've seen games where people are you know. For instance, Counter Strike is one of those games, like you mentioned earlier on, where there is a massive talent pool. There's a lot of people who want to be part of the broadcast teams, and there's a lot of events that, mind you, and a lot of people get a chance to kind of do different things. But I think naturally, people might, you know, talent might grow in, in a different game or kind of find a battle royale in general is an amazing kind of you know format or you know, genre because you mentioned H1Z1 and all these kind of other kind of iterations like PUBG. There's tons of different battle royale games, but going back to grassroots, you know, that you call it duty. There's time, there's times that an opportunity might come up. You think. Yeah, I fancy that. I could definitely get myself into that and kind of try and try that instead. You know, I, I started my career way back in the day when I was trying to get into like being, uh, you know, on like um, MTV and these kind of you know kind of like platforms, thinking I could talk about music. And I remember those times. I, I it was like, oh, um, I want to get into MTV or there's an old TV show in the UK called T4, kind of like this kind of yeah, magazine show. Yeah. T4, man, that was there was like seven or eight presenters <laughs> who were like the core, and they and this was like before YouTube was a thing, and they were like the ones that everyone wanted to be because they were like a really select few people. 
who were able to kind of be on TV every single weekend, kind of interviewing all the stars. It was it was amazing. Um, and then there was an opportunity to kind of work as a as a you know as a gaming you know, a, a, you know kind of um, presenter for Jinx TV that you know uh, esports TV that was uh, that came up. And I was like, okay, I'll you know I know games. I'll start in games and I'll kind of evolve from there and, and, and go onwards from there and get into music. I'll get into X Factor down the line. I'll, ho- <laughs> I'll host I'll host American Idol one day. Not now, but that down the line, this, yeah. is just, this is just your grassroots right now. Um, and here we are. And do you know what the crazy thing is? Way back when I first kind of started, I thought there's, there's no, you know, gaming is just for now and I'll, I'll go into something else. But to see that now gaming is the pl- is the space. Yeah. Like this is the space to be in because it's yeah. just so, there's so many different avenues to it. It could be esports. It could be kind of doing, you know, kind of content stuff online with you know, different, you know, different capacities as well. It just feels like one of, the, one of those kind of ever evolving areas because it kind of branches out into gadgets and tech. It branches into all these different areas. And it's freaking great to be part of, you know, it's really, it's an, it's an amazing space. And I love the fact level as well. Like I still cannot believe like, cause as, as mates, as well as like, you know, colleagues and stuff to see things like that. Cause I know how, and I'm sure Ian's exactly the same. I know how massive a moment it is to have your name in like flesh in Hollywood lads on Fortnite. Like, yeah, yeah and to have your, that is such a massive. Bro, it'd be like, it'd be like someone giving it. me my own skin on Mario Kart, man. Yeah. Like it, uh, yeah. When I saw it, when I saw it, I was just buzzing, and it's because you're one of the good guys, and you like to see the good guys do well. I, I mean, I like to see it. I know it sounds like really cliched and generic, but I just like to see anybody within the the, the sector that we work do well. Like it's 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 great to see. Yeah, and this was a prime example of it. Seeing Levin get that, seeing Levin get picked up by the United stand, it's all systems go from here, Lev, bro, and. Um, yeah, I'm just buzzing for you, man. Yeah, so like, look at you. You're up there doing your stuff in Valorant. Do you know what I mean? And and I remember, I, like, we talked <laughs> about this where, like, you know, I, I yeah. turn on VCT and I'm like, oh, my God, that's, that's Ian, like, that's Ian, like, do you know what I mean? And I'm, doing it, I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm nervous. Literally, you know, like, we, talk, we talk about it, Sav, about our imposter syndrome and not knowing as much as everybody else. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm staying up till 3 a.m. researching again tonight. Yeah. But, you know, that's, well, that's, we, why, that's why we do it. We haven't even talked about you guys working together at Guild as well. I mean, that's that, that's pretty sick. Like, it, it, that's the one that David Beckham's part of, right? Like, he kind of owns part of the... Part of the, the yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we work for David yeah. Beckham, you know. He's you like, and Bex he's just you're kicking back, you know, I love it, I love it. You know, what, I mean, that must be quite cool because, I mean, Guild are going from strength to strength, everything, you know. Um, you, 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 they're one of those kind of orgs that you kind of see online are always kind of making great content. They're doing it. They're signing up great talent. It must be, it must be a cool thing to do, Levin, as well. Be part of like the, the guild setup as well. Yeah, no, working with guild has been great. Honestly, great people. Like, you know, I've, I, even though I've not been in esports for long, I've dealt with orgs. Where I'm like, this is just a joke. Like, there's no way, like, this is a serious setup. But working with guild, it's been nothing but professional. But not just professional, it's been very personal. Do you know what I mean? I, I get along yeah. so well with everyone I've interacted with from Guild. Literally every single person I've ever interacted with from Guild, I just get along with them so well. And I think like, wow, like this is this is actually something special in terms of what they got going on. So being, being able to work with them, being able to work with Ian, you know, through them has, has just been great, honestly. Yeah, it is. It's growing rapidly. And like, I, I remember, I just saw on Twitter the other day that it's been a year since their Rocket League team formed. And- wow. Before even before Guild was even a thing, I got invited along to I don't know how it happened, but um, play an, an acting role in the launch video to to announce their Rocket League team, and I was like a, a Rocket League mechanic. Sort of. um, <laughs> we got to start remember, somewhere, here. We got to start somewhere, bro. I was just standing there going, "What is what is going on?" And then before you know it, I'm part of their first Rocket League broadcast, <laughs> and then I'm doing Fortnite stuff and FIFA stuff. Like I owe everything. If I'm being serious, Edge, for a second, like I owe 
Yeah. All the fresh opportunities that I've got over the last year have been courtesy of the work that I've done with Guild. So oh, you're, you're, you're 100% uh, bang on Lev. Great team of people. Uh, shout out in particular to the likes of Danny and, and Liam, just amazing 100%. people to work with. 100%. And um, and yeah, Lev, and I'm, I'm looking forward to me and you doing more broadcasts in the future, yeah, bro. We've got, some, we've got something special coming very soon as well that involves trees in Fortnite. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we obviously, I'm wrapping up soon, Lev. We we started this thing last week, like out of nowhere, me and Ian. We thought it was quite a funny little thing that we could do like every week on the show. Well, ultimately, we tried, <laughs> we, we did soap. I mean, we I did badly, but Ian, describing the dungarees Mario was wearing just seemed like a completely needless exercise when it came to 30 <laughs> seconds to describe the story of Mario. Um, but what, uh, what we were trying to do is, is break down a game's narrative, like the, the story of a game in 30 seconds. Um, now it's a, it's a kind of a, it's a fun little game we could play. Are you up for this, Levin? First and foremost, yes, definitely. Right, Ian, what Should game? I get my timer up. Should I get my timer? Up? Yeah, get your timer up. Okay, Levin. Now we've talked about a few different games today. Is there any game that you would particularly want to try and break down in thirty seconds narrative vibe, or, or we could give you one at random? You could try and break down for if us. If you give me one at random, I'm going to disappoint you because you're going to be okay. like, you've never played that. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> we talk. Okay, what 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 game have you chosen? You know, what, yeah, it's a weird one because I didn't think I'd choose this game when I thought about this, but. I think it's going to have to be Until Dawn, if you guys know that game. Yes, yes. Okay, okay I'm into love this. this. I'm into this. Yeah. Uh, the Dark right. Anthology, right? I love this. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. Shall right. I count you in? Shall I count you in? Count me, count me in. All right. In three, two, one, let's go! So there's this group of friends, right? There's this group of friends who go out on a, you know, friendship holiday in the mountains of this, you know, far away from home. Very, very far away from home. And what happens is on one of the first nights... One of the sisters, there's two sisters, one of the sisters goes missing. And what actually happens is, you know, she's, you know, been chased by something in the woods and she's actually, you know, sadly passed away. She sadly passed away. So what happens is that next year they come back to do a reunion, you know, in honor of her. And what happens is that there's all this creepy stuff going around. People are hearing noises, people are seeing things in the woods. 30 seconds goes like, quick, baby. <laughs> Am I done already? No way. Yeah. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's mate, it's fast. quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Lev, right? I'm hooked, but I still don't know where we're going with that. <laughs> that, that, so that, 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 that could be that anything. Exactly. I could have been talking about anything that you, you would not be able to know that was a game. Oh, no. That, yeah, we, we got two. We got two. <laughs> sister sadly passes away. What you actually meant was falls down a cliffside and breaks her neck yeah. really horrifically. And then, and then oh. the next year, they come back. We didn't get onto the part where someone starts trying to kill everyone. Yeah, you missed I the main even, crux I, I, of the story. Just, yeah, that wasn't... Hey, at tricky. least you didn't yeah. describe any outfits or like mustaches or anything. <laughs> yeah. like, I was know. about to start. Give me five yeah. more seconds. I would have started describing outfits. Yeah. But. So there's this guy called Mario with dungarees. His mustache is X amount of inches. He goes really deep. <laughs> really deep. Needlessly deep. Uh, as we always say to all of our uh, our listeners and, uh, and our viewers as well, uh, do, do get, let us know in the comments what games you'd love to see broken down in 30 seconds because so far we are absolutely useless. Like it's so, it's so hard. Uh, maybe, do you know, we need to introduce maybe kind of like a clock that we can all see at the same time because I think that you would start to rush things a bit more yeah. when you can't see a timer you're just like oh, I've got plenty of time actually <laughs> no you, you really don't yeah, um, but we'll do um, Levin it's been it's been an absolute pleasure having you on dude like we've loved this has been so much we knew this was gonna be so much fun to have you and uh, it's been great to, to have you on Ian it's been an absolute it's been a riot having, a, having our boy oh. here do you know what? It's our first guest and it's going to be tough to follow up. Whoever comes after you, Lev, they've got a lot of pressure. Um, they've, got, they've got big shoes to fill. But Lev, just before we wrap things up, for anybody who just who maybe heard you for the first time on this podcast, where can they find you? At 112K on all platforms. It's like the, you know, the number 11, but without the E and then 2K on the end. Um, 
on everything. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, whatever it is. Hey, that's what it's Sexiest all about. voice in esports. Yeah, that right is there, that man. is right. He's uh mate, I love the fact you've got eleven to go on every single platform as well. Yeah. So lucky. Yeah. So good. Um Next week, LeBron James is on the show. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, mate, thanks so much for being here. Guys, thank you for, for, for listening. And as always, do, do find us on, uh, on YouTube, uh, Savage Situation Podcast. It's all going to be there. Highlights and the episode as well. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to follow Levin, myself and Ian uh, on, uh, on all socials as well. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the next one. Until then, take care and bye-bye for now. A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation Podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mentioned this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far. And it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. And we'll see you next week. That's right. On the next one. Take care for now. Thank you. And bye-bye.